Okay, let's take our Bibles this morning. Good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's warm enough. (laughs) Boy, it's a cold one out there. And uh, open your Bibles, if you would, this morning. Let's go to Matthew, Matthew chapter 16, first of all. And we'll use that as a springboard. And then head on over to Exodus. It's good to be here at Fairhaven. And uh, I appreciate... Uh, the time of training that uh, God had for me here at this place. And being here, I, I'm, I'm certain I didn't always have the best attitude and uh, thankful for the training process. And, and I know it isn't always enjoyable, uh, but, but someday you'll look back and, and you'll you have much to be thankful for, uh, for what God has done through this place and uh, through the people that God has brought into your life uh, and the authority, uh, the rules, uh, the routine, uh, the whole process, it's all good, and, and we need to appreciate it. And uh, hopefully uh, you won't take it for granted as well. I can tell you a lot of stories, uh, but I'm sure there's some people here at Fairhaven can tell stories on me. And um, there's, a, there's a lot of history uh, here, and we're so thankful for uh, the many friends that we have. And the good times that we've had here. Would you pray for us? Uh, we are trying to get back to Cambodia. We, we love American life, but we don't want to live here. All right? And so we are trying to get back to Cambodia. And our flights are scheduled uh, for December 9th. And uh, really pray for us because there's several hoops we have to jump through. Uh, and with COVID testing and all of this, uh, pray for that to go well. And that God would give us wisdom. Uh, and yes, I'm getting my taste back, so that's good. Uh, but uh, you know, God is, has been good to us. Um, but pray for wisdom. Uh, all five of us, we need to we need to test negative and get a clean bill of health. And uh, pray that God would give us wisdom as we prepare to go back. And yes, there is going to be quarantine when we get there. And quarantine in a third world country uh, is just um, that is not five star accommodations. All right. And uh, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, pray, for, pray for us to have wisdom and uh, quickly return to the ministry God has for us. Matthew sixteen twenty four it says here, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Speaking of surrender here, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Denying yourself is very important, isn't it? Deny yourself and take up his cross and follow me. Let's go to Exodus chapter 5. As we think about surrender, you know, for every plan that God has for your life, the devil also has a counterfeit plan. And he has some some things in store for you, and he's going to wrap it all up and make it look good. And he's going to do all he can to get you sidetracked. We go to Exodus chapter 5 and verse 1 and 2. And afterward Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is, he, who is the Lord? that I should obey his voice to let Israel go. I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. 
Can you see there that there's a power struggle? Can you see that there's, there's an issue of authority? And we're going to see who's going to win. We already know the story. We know all the, the plagues that God brought upon Egypt and devastated. Uh, this great power uh, was brought down. But we see there's a, there's a power struggle. Look, there's Pharaoh, and he's more or less a god to the people. Uh, and they have all their deities in, Israel, uh, in Egypt. And then we have the God of Israel, Jehovah God. And God said, let my people go. And Pharaoh says, who are you? <laughs> what are you talking about? These are our people. We're, we're going to do what we want. We're going to hold our control. So today, folks, uh, we're going to talk about the devil's compromise for surrender. The devil's compromise for surrender. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, that you have something in store for us. And it is, and it is so important that we stay surrendered. It's not just a one-time decision. It's not just a decision in, uh, at the altar. Uh, and and it's, it's one time we're done. But, Lord, help us to remember it's, it's practical. It's a daily decision. We need to come to God and put ourselves on the altar of surrender. I pray that we wouldn't accept the devil's compromise. Help us be aware of these things. Give us a good day. Uh, give us wisdom. Thank you for uh, the college students, the teenagers. Help them continue to grow in grace and grow in faith. Uh, bless this time. Pray all these things in Christ's name. Amen. We think about what the Bible says here. Uh, these Israelites, they were in a lot of trouble. Uh, they were held in control. Uh, Pharaoh had, he had his hand in everything here. And he, he thought, there's no way, nobody's bigger than I am, and, and nobody has any more control. You see here, there is a, a, an issue of authority in every one of us in our lives. The issue of what will make you a good Christian, of make you a productive, fruitful Christian, is how is your surrender. Are you really surrendered? I didn't ask you what, are you wearing the right clothes? Are you, are you dressed right? Are you, are you looking right? Are you, speak, are, you, are you saying everything right? But are you really surrendered? In your heart of hearts. Are you surrendered to God? Or is there something else you're holding up as an authority in your life? Here we see, let my people go. Look at this verse here in verse 1 again. And afterward Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go. I'm going to read you another verse in Romans 14, 8. It says, Whether we live, we live unto the Lord. And whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live or die, can you say it? We are the Lord's. Whether you live or die, we are the Lord's. Whether you serve the Lord here in America or whether you serve the Lord abroad, we are the Lord's. We belong to him. He's purchased us. He redeemed us. He paid for us the ultimate sacrifice. We are the Lord's. I think about those Western, uh, Western stories I used to love reading when I was a kid. And they always had, uh, you remember how that they, would, they would have these cattle drives and, and uh, they would... They take these cattle all the way across the west, heading to California to sell them off. And as they had these cattle drives, 
they, uh, in order to, in order to make sure that they, they identified which rancher these cattle belonged to. And they always had that brand, didn't they? They'd put that hot iron in the fire, and then they'd, it'd like sizzle the skin on that cow, and, and it, it's, a, it's a brand. There was a Circle, Circle K brand, or, or the Bar S, or the Bar J. Uh, we've heard that one before, haven't we? And uh, there's, there's all these ranchers, and, and they, would use, they would use a brand. I just wonder, are we, are we branded with the right brand? Are we branded, which one do we belong to? Are you ashamed of being a Christian in public? It's easy to be a Christian when you're at Fairhaven, isn't it? But what about when you're outside and you're working in the world? And it's easy to forget. And we need to be surrendered. We need to not be ashamed of it. We think of this story here and, and all that's taking place with the deliverance from Egypt. Egypt represents what? Wake up here today if you don't help me. Egypt represents the world. Egypt represents the world. Israel, God's people. And Moses, God has brought him to deliver God's people from the world. Now, who does Pharaoh represent? Pharaoh represents the devil. Pharaoh, he's, he's the lying, murderous king of Egypt. And Pharaoh, we see here, he tries to work out a deal with Moses. As these plagues begin to fall on Egypt, he wants to have a compromise. Well, you know, uh, uh, water turned to blood and the frogs and the flies. And boy, this is really rough. But Pharaoh, look, the devil, he's a slick talker. He's a compromiser. And what we used to call, we used to call him a shyster. Okay? He's, he wants to make a deal. He, he calls Moses in and he says, well, I'm not going to let you go, but, but here's a compromise. You know, the devil, he's a compromiser. He wants you to compromise on your beliefs. He wants you to compromise on your convictions. He wants you to compromise your walk with God. He wants you to compromise what you believed in, what you stood for, what the Bible tells us to do. He wants you to compromise. The devil, he wants to strike a deal with you. Yeah, he, he's a wheeler. He likes to wheel and deal. And... Uh, you know, you guys work on, on the bus route in junior church. You have a game called Let's Make a Deal, right? And when I came to Fair even here, they, they played this game. And I said, man, that's, you know, I'm a worker. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, that'd be fun to play that game. Uh, let's make a deal. Let's make a deal. And they have all these boxes up here. And, you, you know, you're making a deal with these kids. But it, it can be fun. But you think about it. The devil wants to make a deal with us. And he wants to compromise. He wants to strike a deal with you today. He wants you to take a shortcut on God's will. He wants you to, you to find some other way. Roundabout. We don't really have to follow God's way. We can do it our own way. Careful. You're following a compromise. And I'm going to say the servant of the Lord abroad has his ups and downs. I'm thankful as we, we showed the video the other night, God gave us, gave us some people that were saved earlier this year, got saved and baptized, and it's about a dozen folks got baptized. I think Sunday, 11 out of those 12 people were in church. Thankful for people that are being discipled. 
And it's exciting to see these that have been saved for a, for a, a few years that are able to start discipling others, witnessing to others, see them saved, but then also disciple them. It's great to see spiritual reproduction. But you know, with all the great things and, and the highlights of the ministry, uh, it's not always fun. A few days ago, I got a phone call that said, uh, one of these girls that just, got recent, just recently got saved, she's four months pregnant, had a boyfriend out in the world, and there's a lot of issues there. And staying up late at night sometimes and early in the morning, sitting on the phone and trying to counsel and trying to help people. It isn't all just fun and games and just the, the, the great things. But it's dealing with people who have issues. And it's, it can be very disheartening, but, but listen, God wants us to stay surrendered. He wants us to keep our hearts clean. He wants us to be careful of these compromises. I'm going to give you four today. First compromise of Pharaoh here that we see, and I think he's a picture of the devil. Let's go to Exodus chapter 8. Exodus chapter 8, verse 25. I hope you'll stay awake with me today, and, and uh, hopefully God will speak to your hearts. Exodus 8 and 25. Excuse me if I call you young people as well. I know you got some of your college students, and maybe, maybe you're like, yeah, what are you calling me young people for? But uh, after we've been out for a while, you know, age is starting to show as well. And... Uh, but uh, if you stay awake, uh, let's go to uh, Exodus 8, chapter 25 here. And, and Pharaoh called for Moses and for Aaron and said, Go ye, sacrifice to your God in the land. Look at verse 26. And Moses said, It is not meat so to do. It is not meat. Meat here means it's, it doesn't work. It's like putting two things together that just don't fit. Okay? You can't make this work. It is not meet to do so, uh, so to do. For we shall sacrifice the abomination of the Egyptians to the Lord our God. Lo, shall we sacrifice the abomination of the Egyptians before their eyes? And will they not stone us? God has said, we must leave. There's a land I want you to go to. Are you listening? God said, let my people go. And Pharaoh said, Ahem. You guys just just stay right here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, can, you can go, but uh, don't go. <laughs> I, I mean, Pharaoh, he comes out with this compromise in verse 25 here. Isn't this great? Go ye. Go where? Uh, sacrifice to your God in the land. Okay. Just, just, just like stay right here. Okay. Uh, stay in the land. Go ye, but... But just stay, do it on your terms. You know, the devil tries to get us to do it on his terms. But God said, you need to surrender on my terms. You know, when God tells us to do something, we better do it. And the center of God's will is the best place you can be. It doesn't matter if you're in America or in Cambodia, third world or first world. It doesn't matter. The safest place to be is in the center of God's will. Hello? Don't think that you, you're going to, oh, I'm different. Oh, I, I'm going to do my own thing. Uh, well, why don't we check out the people who have done their own thing and see how it's working for them. And so Pharaoh here, he says, hey, you can go, but just, just stay in the land. 
All right. Um, yeah, it's not going to work doing it his way. Be careful. You know, too many times we think we're surrendered and we've got all the right speech, but really surrender is just a big whoop, you know. It really doesn't mean anything. The devil, he, he's a master of disguise. And he wants you to come to God and say, well, you know, just as I am, and uh, I, don't, I don't need to change. I don't, I don't need to repent of any, anything. I'm, I'm pretty good. And, you know, religion, religion all around the world just dresses people up on the outside. It doesn't do anything for the heart. It doesn't do anything for the heart issues. It says, God has to accept us the way we are. And one of the things that we have, we have to deal with in Cambodia is religion everywhere, of course, and all this Buddhist mantra. And one of the things that I've, if I've heard it once, I've heard it a thousand times, it's these words, kluin deep on kluin. What does that mean? You depend on yourself. If you want to escape the suffering, well, if you do enough good things, you're going to have a good future. And if you've done a lot of bad things, you're going to have a bad future. Isn't that great, isn't that great sense? Huh? Isn't that deep wisdom right there? All right. So you depend on yourself. Whew, yeah, and we've heard that all the time. And people depend on themselves. And, and it's, it's all this karma and the wheel of reincarnation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, we, we're going to do it the way we want. And another problem we deal with in Buddhism, Buddhist country, is what, what's called syncretism. How many of you ever heard of syncretism? Syncretism means I can add anything I want. I can dilute it. Okay? I can be a Christian. I can be a Buddhist. I can be a Hindu. I can mix it all up. And it's a melting pot. Okay? And if I want to wear the Christian hat, I can wear the Christian hat. If I wear the Buddhist hat, I can wear the Buddhist hat. If I want to wear the Hindu, whatever day of the week, and we witness to them, and they, they say, I'm a Christian. Oh, really? Yeah, and, and, and I go to the temples too, though. And, and we have the, they have the Buddhist holidays, and then they have the Hindu holidays. and Oh, really? Woo! Uh, it's not getting them anywhere, is it? Because it's all on their terms. It's all on their conditions. Huh? We come to God, folks. Are you listening? Pre-existing conditions don't matter. We come to God in his terms. And God says, repent of your sins. God says, you're wicked. God says, here is truth. We need to come to God and ask him, Lord, what do you want? Where's your surrender today? Are you coming to God and... His terms or yours? Pharaoh said, um, yeah, you can go, but, but just stay in the land. Stay right here. Let's go on to the second compromise. Second compromise, look at verse 28. And Pharaoh said, I will let you go that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness, only ye shall not go very far away. Can you underline that? Ye shall go, you can go, but not very far. Are you listening? Yeah, you can be surrendered, but, but just, uh, just go halfway. All right. 
I'm, I'm a little bit surrendered, uh, 51%. Um, I mean, don't you see, I, I work on the bus route, and I, I, there's, I do some things on Sunday. I serve the Lord. Are you really, really surrendered? Is it in your mind? Is it your heart? Does God really have you, heart, soul, and spirit? Hmm. Yeah, just don't go all the way. All right? And there's a, we're dealing with families in Cambodia. The, the teenagers are saved, and boy, they're on fire for the Lord. And, but when they really start selling out and really start getting involved in serving the Lord, the parents start to see it, and boy, they pull back. And they're like, you're not going to have that job, and you're not going to make that money like I wanted you to. You're not going to have that career, and we're depending on you. You're going to give us a future uh, financial income. Uh, We're going to retire and depend on our children to have these careers. And if you don't have that, you're worth nothing. Oh, just don't go all the way. The devil, listen, the devil wants you to settle for half. He wants you to settle. Don't go all the way. Don't be really surrendered. Think about the little things. Oh, yes, I serve the Lord and I read my Bible and I pray, but are you really surrendered? Or are you, are you harboring a bitter spirit? Are you maybe a little rebellious? Maybe there's something you have your qualms, one of those rules, one of those people on the staff, one of those authorities. You know, we, we heard about in, in the youth conference just that little swerving. Huh? Being shipwrecked is because you start swerving. You're not really surrendered anymore. Just haphazard. Uh, haphazard. I think uh, there's a song, I'll Go Where You Want Me To Go. Have many of you heard of that? I'll Go Where You Want Me To Go? Well, here's a little twist to it. I'll go where you want me to go, dear Lord. Real service is what I desire. I'll say what you want me to say, dear Lord. Uh, Just don't ask me to help in the choir. I'll do what you want me to do, dear Lord. I yearn for your kingdom to thrive. I'll give you my nickels and dimes, dear Lord, but just don't ask me to tithe. I'll go where you want me to go, dear Lord. I'll say what you want me to say. I'm busy just now with my things, dear Lord. Uh, I'll help you some other day. Half-hearted surrender has never helped any Christian and has never yielded lasting fruit. I'm asking you today, are you settling for going halfway? Pharaoh said, "Uh, you can go now, but... uh, uh, not very far. Don't go too far now. Just go halfway. Just, just somewhere out in the middle there. Don't really follow with all your heart. Don't be really passionate about serving him. Are you surrendered today? Maybe we could put somebody's name close uh, next to the uh, second compromise. Just going halfway. Just don't go too far. Thirdly here, let's look at verse, uh, at chapter 10, chapter 10, verse 7. We see here Pharaoh calls Moses again. Oh, I got another one. Chapter 10 and verse 7. Pharaoh's servants said unto him, How long shall this man be a snare unto us? 
Let the men go that they may serve the Lord their God. Knowest thou not yet that Egypt is destroyed? Yeah, this is after the locusts, after all these terrible plagues. And Pharaoh is still rebellious. Look at verse 8. And Moses and Aaron were brought again unto Pharaoh, and he said unto them, Go serve the Lord your God, but who are they that, that shall go? And Moses said, We will go with our young and with our old, with our sons and with our daughters, and with our flocks and with our herds will we go, for we must hold a feast unto the Lord. The point I want to bring out here, are you listening? The, the third point here, there's a compromise saying you can go, you take the men, but don't take your families. Don't take the children. Don't take the wives. Don't take everybody. Just let the men go. I don't want to say there's a compromise here. Be careful. Be careful you serve the Lord and you leave your family behind. Are you listening? I'm thankful for the years of being at Fairhaven and on Thursday nights, can't count how many times we hear teaching on the family. There's an emphasis on raising your family for God. And as we're out in ministry and there's, other, there's missionaries we run across, and they didn't have an emphasis on the family. Let me say this. You can stack all the charts you want in your ministry achievements. You can lead people to the Lord and see them baptized, and you can run hundreds. You can stack all the charts you want. But if you don't have a godly family, it's all going to fall apart. And I know this is an extra sermon. I know, I'm, and I know that I'm preaching to college students and I'm preaching to young people. But we better get in our heads that we... We've got to take care of what God says is important. And there is an emphasis on having a Christian family and a godly family, not just an average family. And I tell you, I could not have a ministry in Cambodia and see God's blessings upon the ministry there if I didn't have the training that I had on the family. Yeah, I'm thankful coming to Fairhaven. I'm thankful. And I think sometimes people ask us, if, if you had to boil everything down in your life, what are the most important decisions you ever made? Number one, I came to the right Bible college because there is a philosophy that you pick up in Bible college. There is a philosophy of ministry. And secondly, I would say not only go to the right Bible college, but also marry well. Marry well. I could not be in Cambodia if my wife was not there with me. Oh, yeah, forget you. I'm going to America. Forget all this hot climate. Ooh, dust and dirt and, oh, and all the stress and, man, that's not what I bargained for. Mm-hmm. But, young man, I'm telling you, you better make sure you have the right one. And I know you're, you're probably afraid to say amen today, but you better make sure you got the right one. It is important. And don't leave your family behind. Raise them up for God. God has given you, he's given you a family. He's brought, brought these things together for you and for him, for his glory. It's not really for you, it's for him. And the Bible says that children 
uh, as, as it says there in Psalms, that children are, are in heritage of the Lord. And uh, as arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. I'm thankful for our family and the training that we received. There's an emphasis in God's word. We need to take this seriously. Be careful that you don't put so much emphasis on the, on the ministry and you're so involved and so intense and so passionate about the ministry. Well, I just don't have time. You don't have time for family devotions. You don't have time for family nights. You don't have time for family vacation. But you can do it all in the ministry. And it's all going to come tumbling down if you don't take care of your family. And that's just another sermon. But um, I had to slip that in. And you see, Pharaoh said... Oh, yeah, you guys can go, uh, but leave your families behind. Uh, uh, no, no, just, just don't get so serious about it. You know, you, you guys just do your thing and leave them. Be careful because there's compromise, and you've got to be on guard. It, there is, there's constant maintenance. It's constantly praying and seeking God's direction for your family. And for your, for your marriage and, and these elementary things, uh, God wants us to take these things seriously too. Fourth compromise. Are you listening today? Fourth compromise, chapter 10, verse 24. Verse 24. And Pharaoh called unto Moses and said, Go ye serve the Lord only. Only let your flocks and your herds be stayed. Let your little ones also go with you. And Moses said, Thou must give us also sacrifices and burnt offerings, that we may sacrifice unto the Lord our God. Our cattle also shall go with us. There shall not be in hoof, be in hoof be left behind, for thereof must we take to serve the Lord our God. And we know not with what we must serve the Lord until we come thither. Surrender. Surrender not only... Not only be careful about coming to, to God on your terms, not only be being careful of the second compromise, we only go in halfway. Just, just stay in the land. Uh, just don't go too far. But thirdly, be careful you don't forget your family. They've got to go too. They've got to be surrendered to God as well. But fourthly, we see here, God also wants our possessions. He wants us to surrender everything. 100%. It's all his. As an old preacher used to say it here, uh, in his gunslinger lingo, he said, lock, stock, and barrel. It's all his. Give it all to him. Give it all to him. Your future ambitions, your dreams, your plans, your goals in life, be careful. Give it all to him. You won't be sorry. Give it all to him. All of these, these possessions. Are you, what are the flocks and herds? The flocks and herds, that, that, that represents their, their riches, their wealth. Uh, they didn't have money like we do, but they had their, their flocks and herds. And Pharaoh said, oh, now, now come on, you've got to leave those behind, Right? You don't have to take those with you. No, no, we, we, we're taking all of it. These all belong to God. 
And God said for us to go, we're going to take everything because whatever God tells us, that's what we're going to do. Hudson Taylor, near the end of his life, when somebody asked him, if you had to do it all over again, would you really choose the life that you lived with all the suffering and with all the, all the, the trials and being a missionary to China? And he said, listen, if I had to do it over again, I would give a thousand lives. If I could live a thousand times, he said, I would give every life for the sake of China. And they said, no, 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 not for the sake of China, but for the sake of Christ. And you have one life. What are you going to do with your life? Who are you going to surrender to? Well, you know, are you, able, are you willing to sign the dotted line and say, Lord, you fill it in. Lord, it's all yours. What do you want? Lord, it's, it all belongs to you. Huh? Yeah, we have our dreams and we have our ambitions when we're young and we, we say, well, I, when I grow up, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Be careful. Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Who are you following today? Hmm? Whose brand are you wearing? Who do you belong to? Boy, every one of us. We need to come to terms. We need to come to God's terms. And every day, not just once, not just twice, every day, practically, we need to tie ourselves to the altar of sacrifice. God wants to use us and he wants to bless us, but he's waiting. Are you falling for the devil's compromise? I think about the rule book and sometimes there were some rules in there. And when you read the rules, if you've been here very long, you can put a name by some of those rules. I remember, I asked my wife, I got permission to tell her a story, and she said her and her sister went out on Fairhaven Lake in the morning before class, and they caught a couple fish, because uh, okay, they're fisher women, and they're out there, they, they snagged them in, you know, they put them on a stringer. I'm not a fisherman. And they put them on a stringer, and they didn't know what to do. They said, it's time to go to class. What are we going to do? Well, in front of the girls' dorm, strategically, there's a, there's a big water fountain. All right? So they said, well, we put on a stringer, and we drop it in the water fountain. On the way to class, nobody watching, put it in the water fountain. I'm not sure. probably got sucked into the, the machinery there and messed up the water fountain. I don't know. But next semester, there was a rule, all right? Nobody strings up their fish in the water fountain, all right? So she owns that rule. I just wonder, these four compromises today, there could be some names that belong next to these compromises. And the devil, he's stalking us. The devil, he's baiting us. Which one are you going to fall for? It's going to be that one, well, I, I'm surrendered. I'm pretty good. Look at me. And you're coming to God on your terms. What about just going halfway? Well, you know, and we start making all these excuses. 
And we think about all the things on the outside, but there's a rebellious spirit. Maybe it's uh, some worldly dress. Maybe it's attire. And sometimes you hear us preaching over here, uh, preaching up here about you need to change uh, some things. And really, what's the big deal? Well, why, why are you getting all defensive about it? Why don't you just give in and change it? Why don't you just soften your heart to God and ask God what he wants you to do? Why don't you get in the book? Why don't you find out what God wants? I just tell you, when, when Pharaoh said, uh, this is what we're going to do, what did Moses do? So Moses, said, Moses said, that ain't going to work. ain't going to fly. You know, God has every right to tell us what to do with our lives. And especially when God said, they need to go into the wilderness to worship. Well, let me pull over and park here for a while. When God says to go worship, he gets to tell us how to worship. He gets to tell us how. He gets to tell us when or what or where, whatever it is. He gives the instructions for worship. You say, well, I don't know how we're supposed to worship. Well, get in the Bible and God will tell us how to worship. But God also has a right to tell us how to run our lives. And I can't help but believe in a group like this. I really, really believe God wants to call some of you to go abroad. God wants to call some of you to go out to the mission field. I mean, how in the world do we have churches all across America and we are so rich with the gospel? There's Baptist churches in every, every corner of the, of the U.S. And, and how many in one city? And we live in a city of 100,000, 200,000 people. And I don't know of another independent Baptist church. One church reaching 100,000 to 200,000 people? We need more churches and we need more workers. And it comes back to being surrendered. Are you really surrendered to say, Lord, whatever you want? I'm just going to sign the, the, the bottom. I, I'm going to sign the dotted line. And, Lord, it's, it's all yours. Whatever you want in my life. Whatever you want for my future. And everybody, everybody's got their dreams. Everybody has their goals. And everybody's talking about all oh, the pie in the sky. Woo, we're going we're gonna to make it, we're going to hit it rich. Hmm? D.L. Moody said, the world has yet to see what God can do with a man who is wholly sold out to him. And he said, with God's help, I want to be that man. Do you have a burning desire this morning to be wholly surrendered? I'm not saying everything Jim Elliott and those guys that were with Jim Elliott. I'm not saying everything was, was completely was, was done right, but I'm so thankful that they were willing to pay the ultimate sacrifice and go into Ecuador. And five guys, they said, we'll put our lives on the line. And if it means that we die, then so be it. But we want to see the Aka Indians receive the gospel. And some of those things that he said, I, I think are worth repeating. He said, in my own experience, he said, our dreams are tawdry, showy but cheap, and of poor quality when compared to the leading of God. 
They are not worthy of the aura of wonder we usually surround them with. In my own experience, I have found that the most extravagant dreams of my boyhood have not surpassed the great experience of being in God's will. His will is always a bigger thing than we bargain for. But we must believe that whatever it involves, it is always good, acceptable, and perfect. He prayed this. He said, Father, let me lose my clutch on everything temporal. And then he said, he is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. What are you holding on to today? And God's asking you to give it up. Are you really surrendered? Or are you falling for one of these compromises? Hmm? The devil, he's got you marked. And he knows what it's going to take. But God has a perfect plan for you as well. Which one do you really want? It's up to our surrender, isn't it? Let him take up his cross. Let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. I would give a thousand lives, not for China, but for Christ. Can I say that he is worthy today? He is worthy. He is worthy of the small things that we give to him. He is worthy of the great things. He is worthy of all. Do you consider him worthy? Will you be surrendered? Let's bow our heads at this time. Think about 